Yes, me. Welcome everybody this morning. We appreciate everybody making an effort to be here and appreciate our children. And uh, I enjoyed that song this morning. It's uh, got a great meaning in it. Uh, the best we're ever going to be is when we're trying to live for the Lord and doing what He's asked us to do and uh, just, uh, you know, trying to pray and read and just stay focused on Him. I know it's, it's hard to do sometimes, but uh, that's the best. That's the best this life's going to be for us. You know, people are looking for happiness and peace through so many things in the world, and they're just, they're not going to find it. They're never going to be happy or peaceful, truly, until you have Christ in your life. And, uh, I appreciate the morning. Looking forward to the services we're going to have, and I'm going to ask uh, Brother Taylor to dismiss us to Sunday school.
We're glad to be in the Lord's house. And uh, we uh, finally got out of the eighth chapter of Kings. Uh, we're in the fourth chapter of the book of Matthew. And uh, we need your prayers. Uh, The only, the only thing that gets easier about doing this job, I, I, I get a little comfortable, a little more comfortable about getting up in front of the crowd. I've got used to that. But uh, when it comes time to try to teach, uh, if I try to do that here, I've made a failure. Even, and I'll say that even if I say all the right words and put them together just right, if, if, God, if God don't come along somewhere, and I've, I've failed. And Because uh, he told me if I'd humble my heart, he'd be there. Anyway, uh, just talking about Jesus, and I was thinking uh, most of the time, when we talk about Jesus, we'll, we'll quote John 3.16 or we'll, we'll go to Pilate's Hall or to the cross or out to the grave when he, got, when he got up from the grave. Those are the main things that we focus on and, and they're important. All of them are. But Jesus, all the way through his life, suffered. He was persecuted. And Isaiah said it, he was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And, uh, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. Uh, he was rejected. The Bible said he came unto his own and his own received him not. But as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God. So they just... There's just a few people received him, and, and there's just a few that's still receiving him. Out of all the millions of the earth, uh, there's not very many that have, have actually been saved. There's a lot of people call themselves Christians, but if you ask them about being born again, they don't know what you're talking about. So uh, they don't know nothing about salvation. And it's not about religion. It's not about being a good Baptist or whatever you are. It's about being saved by the grace of God. And uh, that's what Jesus come for. And uh, in the first verse of the fourth chapter of Matthew said, Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Now, yeah, that, sounds, that sounds a little bit... Odd, it's, he led up to be tempted to the devil. Uh, but God, if you, if you go back to the book of Job, God asked, God asked Satan, said, have you considered my servant Job? A perfect and an upright man. And he said, he's got reason, he's got reason to ha hold on to his integrity. You've got him hedged in, more or less. I, I probably didn't quote that right, but... Uh, he said, now you, you, you take down the hedge and let me get at him and he'll curse you to your face. Well, they went on and, you know, the story, he lost everything he had. He was a rich man. He had 10 kids and every one of them got killed. And uh, lost everything he had except him and his wife. But the Bible said he held on to his integrity. And, and cur didn't curse God. His wife told him he ought to curse God and die. And he told her she speaks as a foolish woman. So, we're, go we're going to face trouble, every one of us. And I guarantee you, if you ain't had some kind of temptation this morning, you can look out, it's coming. So, God led Jesus... The Spirit led him into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And 
He, he became acquainted with our, all of our sorrows and our griefs and bore our sin. And uh, he, he had a, and what people don't understand, they say, well, he was God's son. Absolutely. He is God's son. In the flesh, he had a body just like this one. The Bible said, and I got that wrote down here somewhere, but said he was, he was tempted in all manner like as we are, yet without sin. He faced, he faced every temptation that will ever come to any human being and conquered every one of them. Now, there, I've, heard, I've heard people try to say, well, Jesus sinned one way or another and trying to make up all kinds of stories, and, uh, and they have to make them up because he never sinned any way at all. And there's none of us, none of us could say that. If we did, we'd be lying. The Bible said we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And, uh, but he was led of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted. Now, God, the Spirit didn't lead Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted so that God could see whether he'd get, uh, be good enough to do the job. God already knew what was going to happen. He knew he was going to overcome those temptations. But he led him in the, into the wilderness to be tempted so that I could see what he'd done. He's, he's the one I'm supposed to model my life after. If, if I watch you long enough, or you watch me long enough, you're going to find something wrong with me, or I'm going to find something wrong with you. But you can watch Jesus through eternity and you'll never find anything wrong. Absolutely no sin at all. And so he went, he went to, to be tempted so that I could see that he, he overcome all those temptations. And, uh, he, he left us an example. And, uh, if you, if you read down through here, Jesus, when he was talking to Satan, when Satan had come with a temptation, Jesus would answer with a scripture. And, and I'll get to some of them in a minute maybe, but he would answer with a scripture. Now, if I don't, if I don't know anything about the scriptures, then I can't, I can't do the same way when he comes my way. But I tell you what I have done. I, I've got off. I've got off on my knees sometimes. Said, "Lord, I need some help. I can't handle this." And He was right there, and He moved Satan out. And I, He's the only one that can. I don't have that power. I could. The Bible said, "Resist the devil, and he'll flee from you." But the way to resist the devil is call on the call on God. He's got the power to put Satan behind us, and uh, so he led Jesus out to be tempted, so that I could see that he didn't sin in no way at all. And uh, and when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was afterward and hungered. Now, fasting don't mean he's didn't eat at all, but he was he was hungry. I don't it don't say how much he ate or how much he didn't eat, but he was hungry. That I don't we don't practice fasting. I at least ways I don't. But uh, uh, a lot of people do. I've heard them talk about it, but. Uh, You can you can starve yourself. I've been on diets before, and uh, you get a little hungry doing that. But we get when the flesh gets weak. I guess that's the best way to say it. When the flesh gets weak, when you get hungry or 
And don't have to be hungry for food. You could be, be a lot of different things that you're, that this fellow right here would like to have in life. And, 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 and most, and a lot of them, nothing wrong with if we keep them and God in the right perspective. It's, it's all right for a person to want to have a good job and make a good living for their family. There's nothing wrong with that. Or a good education. Nothing wrong with that. But keep God first. And, and if, if we keep God first in our life, it, it'll help us in whatever else that we endeavor in life. I was telling my wife this morning, and I don't remember just how I said it, but something uh, about how good God had blessed us. And, uh, and He has. And I seem like I get on this a lot, but it's my story. God, God's been better to me than I've ever been to Him. And I said a while back, I don't even know why he would save somebody like me. But he did. And he's been blessing me all, all down through life. And uh, there's, there's nothing better than being saved and living for God. It's joy unspeakable. Anybody got a comment? So afterward, he was hungry. He was weak in the flesh. And we get that way sometimes. We get weak. We get low in the spirit. And I know everybody here has been there. We get down low. And, uh, and then the, the devil come along and say, you ain't never been saved. Did you ever have that happen? I have. I've had him come along and say, you ain't never been, there ain't nothing to that. You ought to just quit and go about your own thing and so on and so forth. But then I come, I, I come to the house of God or get off and talk to God and the spirit move and I know, I know who I am and who, and whose I am. And uh, so I'm, I've been blessed. If, if all God ever done for me was that Sunday morning in 1956 when he saved me, I've been blessed. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou, if thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. The devil was telling him, if if you if you are the son of God, then you could do this, and uh, he'll come he'll come around to us sometimes. Say, now you you know uh, you ain't never been saved. There ain't no such thing. He'll try to talk us into the same thing. He's he was trying to put doubt in Jesus' mind to whether he was the son of God or not. And he does the same thing with us. He'll try to put doubt in our minds to whether we're the sons of God. And I quoted that scripture last week. He said, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Now are we the sons of God. And uh, we don't have to wait till the resurrection to be God's children. We're already God's children if we're saved by the grace of God. And uh, so he's, he's trying to put doubt in Jesus' mind. If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. The important... Now, man has to have... Natural bread to live, to sustain the body, I understand that. And God does too. And, and I'll throw this in for what's, I'm, 
I'm getting old. They're already there. But I have never in my life, to my remembrance, ever went hungry. Unless, unless I was on a diet or something. I, I've done that a few times, but, but I've never went hungry. And there's always, there's always been food. God's always supplied. And the Bible said He'd supply our needs according to His riches in glory. And, and I believe, I believe He'll supply our natural needs. Now you might say, well, what happened, what happened with Lazarus? I don't know. God had a purpose. He was in that shape so he'd be at the rich man's gate to be a witness to him. That's why why some people get diseases and have to end up in a hospital somewhere. God wants them there to be a witness to somebody there at that place. I believe that. We're put here, we are we're not, this ain't a country club. And this ain't heaven yet. God's blessed us real good, but we're here to be a light to the world. To try, to try our best to show them Jesus, to try to get them saved. Because this ain't going to last forever. We're leaving here. Jesus is coming back one of these days and the church is going home and everything we look at will be destroyed. And everybody that don't know God will go down with all nations that forget God. And it's our job while we're here to try to get them in. And uh, the most important thing in life is being saved by the grace of God, getting ready for eternity. That don't mean there's nothing else important, but that's the most important. Man shall not live by bread alone. And that's back in Deuteronomy. You can read it if you want to, but I, I got it wrote down there, but I, I don't need to read it. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple. And... Uh, that one I've wondered about, how, how they got up on the temple and so on, but uh, if, if God said it, I believe it. It's there. And, uh, and saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, there he is again, casting doubt. If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. And uh, God God give his angels charge over Jesus and over you and me. The Bible said the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. And uh, I've, I've mentioned several times before, about Elisha when the Assyrians come after him. And his servant looked out and seen him and said, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he said, Lord, open the young man's eyes. And the Lord opened his eyes and he looked and the hills were full of chariots of fire and angels. And so the angel of the Lord's encamped around about God's people and delivereth them. That don't mean we won't have trouble. If I hit, if I, if I'm doing some work and hit my finger with a hammer, it's going to hurt. We're going to have, we're going to have problems while we live here. But I mentioned Lazarus a while ago. The Bible said that the rich man died and in hell he lift up his eyes. Said the beggar also died. And the angels carried him to Abraham's bosom. He got, he was delivered. He got the ultimate deliverance. We're not, this ain't, I said, I said this a while ago, this ain't heaven. 
But when, when we come to God's house or, or any time that we humble our heart and God fills our soul up with His Holy Spirit, that's as close to heaven as it gets here on earth. And uh, heaven's going to be a whole lot better than that, and it's going to be all the time. Now we, it just it comes and goes, kind of. His spirit's in here all the time, but you're not rejoicing all the time in it. But when when we have temptations, Jesus had temptation. When when we have temptation in the in the tenth chapter of First Corinthians. He said, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will, with the temptation, also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. I, back, there used to be a saying back a few years ago, the devil made me do it. The devil can't make you do nothing. If you've been saved by the grace of God, Satan cannot, absolutely cannot make you do anything. He will come along and tempt you. No doubt he, he, he tries his best on every one of us. And he'll tempt you. But Jesus said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. I'll go with you all the way. And he said, he said he'd given us all things that pertain unto life. So we've got all we need to overcome Satan by his help if we use it. You can't, you can't work on your computer, on a computer program if you don't access the program. You gotta open it up and whatever, but same way with this. You, if you don't, if you don't use what God give you, you're going, you're going to get in trouble, or I am. Whoever, we're going to have problems. <clears throat> Jesus saith unto him, "It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God." And uh, I remember in my life, I don't know, I guess everybody's done this some, but I, I remember a lot of times back years ago, I'd, I'd have something I was, I was really praying for, really wanted bad. I said, Lord, if you if you help me with this, I'll do anything you want me to. And, uh, of course, God, God don't, you can't bribe God. You can't bargain with God. You just you just go to Him and say, "Lord, here I am, and I need this." But uh, God God knew my heart, and I got I got what I wanted. I got what I needed. Uh, most of the time, anyway. Uh, but it wasn't because I bargained with God because He knew I wasn't going to keep my end of the bargain. He knew, he knew before I was ever saved what a failure I was going to be. But he saved me anyway. And I told my wife coming to church, I, I said, I sure love for us to have a hallelujah meeting this morning. I'm, uh, seemed like I get a little hungry sometimes to hear some shouting and See people get saved and and uh, things just go real good. And 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 I'm not I'm not saying they ain't been going good. Hey, we've been having some good services, but seem like we're just getting to where we're going to hit the top of the hill and it slows down a little. And uh, I'd like for us to get up on top. And uh, anybody got a comment? Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and sheweth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them 
and saith unto him, All these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. And uh, Satan come along sometimes and show you things in the world and say, Boy, that you ought to go do that or not go to church today, go, go down to the lake or go somewhere else. That looks like fun. Now, I ain't against people taking a vacation. I'm not throwing off on that. But I'm, I'm throwing off on going somewhere else when it's church time all the time. When, it, when it's, I've got, a, I've got an obligation, and I'm not the only one, but I've got an obligation to this church and to God. As long as long as I'm able to get up and go, and and nothing wrong, and then I'm expected to be here. But more than that, when I when I come to God's house, I'm expected to be in shape to do my job, whatever God wants to give me to do. And uh, I fall way short of that. But he said, all these things will I give you. The bio, in the first chapter of the book of John, it starts out, said, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. It, and uh, anyway, it comes down and says, he made all things that were made, and without him was not anything made that was made. And uh, another scripture said, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and all they that dwell therein. So he was the devil was offering Jesus something that already belonged to him. He already had it. And uh, we've got regardless of what Satan puts in front of us, and there's pleasure in sin for a season. The Bible says that. For this guy here. But I guarantee you, from experience, I can tell you from experience, it ain't no pleasure for this fellow in here if you get into, if you get into things that's wrong. I've been there. And God, God will let you know right now that you're wrong. And uh, so the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and all they that dwell therein. And by right of creation, we're His. But by right of salvation, when I come to Jesus that Sunday morning in 1956, I gave Him my life. When I stepped out of that seat, I was His. And uh, I ain't always lived that way, but, but I was His. And I'm still His. Because there's no way you can get lost from Him. We're kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. And uh, sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise till the day of redemption. Regardless of I've known people that, that got saved, and I know they were saved, and got away from God and, and stayed till they died. The Bible in one place talks about somebody being saved so as by far, uh, or by the skin of their teeth. And... Uh, If, if you're saved by the grace of God, you're in the kingdom forever. But it's we, we don't need to bring a reproach on God or on the church. We just do our job and try to glorify Him. So all these things I'll give you if you worship me. Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan. 
For it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. If we're not careful, and I think I got on this a little bit earlier, but if we're not careful, we'll let things, things of the world creep in and get between us and God. And we have, I know sometimes we have problems and we have worries and, and things ain't going our way. And, and uh, when, when it gets like that, that's when we can get some help from God if we get on our knees, humble our heart, and get on our knees and talk to God. Earnestly. James said, The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So if, you, if you're living right, if you've been saved by the grace of God and you're living right, God will hear you pray and, and it'll, it'll accomplish something. Now, by the same token, James also said, we, we ask and have not because we ask amiss that we might consume it upon our own lust. Sometimes we don't get our prayers answered because they're coming from here instead of here. It's just something we want. We thank God. Uh, you pray for a bank full of money or whatever. God will supply all our needs, the Bible said, according to His riches and glory. But He didn't say He'd supply all our wants. Most of the things, most of the things this guy wants ain't good for him. So, uh, said, Get thee hence, Satan, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Don't let anything, don't let anything at all come between you and God. And that, that's hard to do. We, we're human. And we have human feelings and, and maybe somebody do something bad and to us or something like that. If we're not careful, we'll let that get between us and God. And uh, it's, hard, it's hard to keep from it. And, uh, but we can, we can talk to God and He can help us. Then the devil leaveth him, <coughs> leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. So the, the angels took care of him. And God will take care of us. And uh, in, in Psalms 103 said, For he knoweth our frame, he remembereth that we're dust. And he knows... He knows what we're made of because He made us. And he, know, he knows from one day to the next, from one moment to the next, what I'm going to do and what I'm not going to do. And i got another Scripture here I want to read. And then I'm, I'm done. This is in Ephesians, and uh, this this will cover the temptations and whatever. <clears throat> Paul said in the sixth chapter of Ephesians, the tenth verse, said, "Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Be strong in the Lord. Finally, my brethren." Be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. If, if we don't have the whole armor on, we won't be able to stand. You gotta, the Bible told us to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And Peter said, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge, to knowledge temperance, to temperance patience, and patience brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness love. Charity, if, if these be in you and abound, they'll make you to neither be barren nor unfruitful. You'll have some fruit. said, but he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off 
and hath forgot that he was ever purged from his old sin. And uh, so we need to put on the whole armor. We need to grow in the grace and knowledge. For we wrestle not. And this is where Jesus was at up on, when he went up in the wilderness. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So we've got, and the, the weapons of our warfare, the Bible said, are not carnal, but are mighty through God to turn down a stronghold. We've got the weapons we need. We've got the armor we need. But he, Paul's telling these people, put on the whole armor. So it's up to me whether I got my armor on or not. And if, if the devil catch you without your armor on, you're in trouble. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. This is, this is, he's telling me, if you, when you've done everything that you can do to stand by yourself, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, that's Jesus, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So if we exercise all, exercise ourselves in all the things that God's given us, and probably the most important one right is this right here. Any problem that comes up in our life, any problem, there's an answer for it in God's Word. There's help for us. And besides that, when, you, when the devil's after you and giving you a hard time, God can put him on the run if, if we so desire. Now, I heard a story one time, then I'm going to quit. I heard a story one time. This uh, lady lived, lived by a mountain. She, uh, somebody told her that if, if you pray, there's, there is a scripture that says this, that if you pray for a mountain to be moved, by it, it'd be cast into the sea. So she decided she's going to pray for that mountain to be moved. And she, she tried that, and she got up the next morning, the mountain was still there, and she said, just like I thought. And if that's the way we're praying, we ain't going to get no answer. You got, when, when you pray for something, you've got to know that it's going to happen. That's, where, that's faith. We've got a God that can do anything and will if we humble our hearts and come to him just right. You can be in the lowest valley and he'll set you up on a mountain. You can be facing a, a, any kind of struggle or trouble and God will help you through it. There's some things that we can't get around. We just got to go through them. But it's a lot easier if you've got Jesus walking